the first day of school. What the fuck is up? This is Lil T with the Unapologetic Tea Podcast. Is up, tribe! Fucking bitches. Oh man, I know all of us fucking mommies are in a good ass motherfucking mood because school started this fucking week. Get the fuck out of my house. You know the saying, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can't stay here either. You got to go somewhere else. You are somebody else's fucking problem from 9.30 until 3.30. I'm telling you, get the fuck out of my house. I want some goddamn peace and quiet. I want. I don't want to hear fucking mommy, mommy, mommy. I want some snacks left over when I get home from fucking work. I want the house to be fucking clean when I get home from fucking work. Get the fuck out. Go to school, make some friends, learn some fucking things, and get off my motherfucking case. How are we all feeling? How are we all feeling about kids going back to school this week? Or whether it's in the next couple of weeks or what the fuck ever, I am turned the fuck up. I cannot fucking wait. So much is fucking going on. I will give you all a life fucking update later on in the fucking episode. I have a surprise for you guys later on so you gotta wait you gotta listen you gotta put your big girl panties on you gotta be calm calm down okay am I talking too fast for you calm the fuck down okay it's not that serious (laughs) all right you guys let's fucking kick it off you know what last week I posted a little post on my Instagram if you don't follow me on Instagram it is unapologetic.tea.podcast and that is where you can submit your anonymous messages, questions, comments, concerns, whatever the fuck you have to say. If it's concerns, honestly, keep it to your goddamn self because you don't have to follow me. You don't have to listen to me. I really could give two fucks less. I'm just kidding. I want you to listen to me. I want you to laugh. I don't care what time it is. I release this at six o'clock in the morning. If you are listening to me at six o'clock in the fucking morning on your way to work, you are one of the real ones. Let's fucking go. Anyways, last week we talked about boundaries. We talked about stepping it the fuck up. We talked about changing your fucking mind, changing your vibe, changing all the fucking things so you could live a better life because I fucking believe in you. I know you fucking got it in you, okay? I posted a question box on my Instagram and uh, unfortunately the 24 hours after I posted it, I got a response after I always already recorded my podcast. So we're going to jump right into it today um, and this will set the theme for the beginning of this podcast because like I said, I got a little surprise for you guys later on but you got to stay and hang around for it. Don't fucking fast forward, okay? Just take a breath, relax, listen to the it all. I'm just kidding. You don't have to but I'm just saying it's good stuff. Anyways, Hannah wrote me and said, how do you say no to a defiant preteen without sounding like you don't love her? I fucking know this one so motherfucking hard. Like, defiant preteen? Yeah, she lives with me. She is, uh, you know, probably sitting in the living room watching TV or she's sitting outside the door listening to this right now. But... Holy shit, you'd think I was a goddamn professional on defiant fucking preteens by now, but we're only getting motherfucking started. We gotta put our big girl panties on, our seatbelts on, buckle up, because I don't know who the fuck is driving this goddamn car, but it is not 
me, okay? It's like a spaceship and I am not a fucking astronaut, <laughs> okay? Okay, but no, really, how do I say no to a defiant teen without making her feel like I don't love her? So it's this is hard for me. Um, no to my kids is already hard for me to say. Uh, it just depends on what the circumstance is, you know, what the question is, whatever they're asking. I have been trying to remember, I am not your friend, I am your mother. And I think at the end of the day, the way that our parents raised us was fucking rough, right? Like we were just like, no means no. And if you ask again, you're getting backhanded, bitch. Now, <laughs> and we don't, we don't do that to our kids anymore. We can't do that to our kids anymore. Whatever end of the spectrum you're on, we don't do that to our kids anymore. We're trying to take care of their mental health. We're trying to think of all the feelings they have going on right now. They are overrun with fucking emotions that they don't understand. And trust me, I remember middle school. That shit fucking sucks. I hated middle school. You know, out of all of the things, I always say, I do not care. I would do my life, my adult life, all over again. Everything that I've been through, all the abuse, all the fucking everything, I would do it all over again if I did not have to go back to being a fucking preteen in middle school. The girls are mean. The boys are fucking gross. You're stinky in places you didn't know you could even be stinky in. You have weird emotions that you don't know how to fucking handle. You're crying and you don't fucking understand why you're crying. Everyone's a fucking asshole. Nobody fucking understands. I do not wish to go back to that at any time in my life. So realistically with Addison, who is 12 and she's in middle school, I really try to just like lay it out. I try to take a step back and not be an asshole. Um, and I try to give some kind of explanation. Okay, I know the last podcast I told you guys, no means no, and I don't have to have an explanation for it. And I believe in that 150%. But when it comes to raising kids, I think we really have to take the time to sit down with them, meet them eye to eye, and explain our side of the story. Whether they believe it, whether they understand it, that's on them. But I really just try to sit down and give them a reason. This is the reason why I said no. I'm sorry that, you know, we can't do the things that you want to do you, in the future. Hopefully we'll be able to do those things. I love you, but I'm also going to remind you that I am your mother, not your friend. I'm here to protect you and keep you safe. That is my number one job. That is the only job that is the most important on this entire planet. Um, and if I'm not doing it, nobody else is doing it. And it just means that I care about you. Uh, I know gross. Can you believe that we're here? When did we fucking get this old? Because if my mom said that to me, I would be like, you're fucking joking me right now, right? No, that means you hate me. You told me no, you know, and I think kids are resilient. They're going to bounce back. They're going to forget about it. It is what it is. Like, you just have to stick to your guns. Mommy intuition is real. If you say no about something, you have a reason to say no about it. And at the end of the day, I really do tell my kids, like, hey, no means no. And I don't want to hear you ask it again because sometimes they'll ask three or four more motherfucking times. And I'm like, no, bitch, I already fucking told you no. Get the fuck out of here. Like, uh, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not going to change my mind just because you asked me a hundred times. You better go find something to fucking do. And 
I, I know that it hurts their feelings. It's just like, you know, when we're adults too and, you know, whatever, we ask for something like, can I get a raise? And they're like, no, you can't get a raise. And you're like, fuck you, motherfucker. Are we defiant as well? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think just sitting down and talking with her and laying it out there and explaining to her, um, trying to get her to understand, also explaining to her, like, I understand that you don't understand right now the reason why I said no, but when you're older, you will understand why. Ew, didn't our mom say that to us at one point in our life? Holy fuck, we're fucking getting old. <laughs> now, I, you know, this whole, like, parenting, preteen thing is such a learning curve for me. I'm like up, down, hot, cold. One day I'm loved. One day I'm hated. One day they want to give me hugs and kisses and say I love you. One day they want to tell me practically to fuck off in less words than that. Um, and they don't want anything to do with me. They lock themselves in their bedroom. They fucking, I, it's, it's crazy. It's a whirlwind of emotions. And I'm on that roller coaster and I'm like, get me the fuck up. I am not having a good time. This is not fun. <laughs> oh, my mom would say payback is a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> now, I, I hope that helped. You know, I think just sitting down with her and talking it out and explain it and understanding where she's coming from. I have noticed that if I have a temper that matches her temper, then we don't fucking get anywhere. Like we can't talk. We can't fucking communicate. We can't do shit. So really just like try, excuse me. Oh my gosh. That's like Jameson and Sprite and me burp a little bit there. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, um, trying to get on their level, trying to understand, trying to explain and not getting your feelings hurt when they don't understand. And I think that's the biggest and hardest thing because, damn, it's easy for these bitches to hurt our feelings. But don't tell them that, okay? Um, but I think that's really what you have to do is just don't let them hurt your feelings. Everything's going to be fine. It'll blow over. They'll get over it. You just explain to them, like, my number one job is to keep you safe. This is the reason why I said no. I'm your mom. I'm not your friend. I'm here to protect you and keep you safe. And one day, hopefully, you'll understand that. So I hope that that was okay. Like I said, I am just flying by the seat of my motherfucking pants on this one because I'm dealing with the same exact shit right now. I mean, fuck, we need, like, mommy time where we can drop these motherfuckers off somewhere and fucking have our own time and talk shit about no, I'm just kidding. I love my kids with all my heart, but damn, sometimes I'm like, you are not my favorite person right now. Like, you're hurting my fucking feelings. Who would have thought that a 12-year-old could hurt our fucking feelings? But at the end of the day, they love us. We love them. We're here to protect them. That's our number one fucking job, and they're just going to have to understand it. I, I mean, that's how I am. I'm like, I don't care if you don't like it. It's not my responsibility to fucking make you like it. It's my responsibility to keep you safe. Point, point blank period. Okay. On to the next. Anyways, we're going to jump right in. I really appreciate you writing in this little question for me because it got us started on our day. Um, and I also wanted to just jump right into what the beginning of this topic was going to be about. You are not just a mom. You are not a girlfriend. You are, or you're not just a girlfriend. You're not just a wife. You're not just a boyfriend. You're not just a brother. You're not just a sister. You're not just a daughter. You're, you are you. 
I want to make this loud and motherfucking clear for those sitting in the back uh, when you get into a relationship, when you have kids, when you are uh, whatever, whatever new event in your life is taking place and all of a sudden the person that you used to be is no longer the person that you are now, that's okay. I mean, hey, we're growing up, we're doing things. Hopefully we're not doing all the dumbass shit that we were doing back then. Um, but also you have to remember who the fuck you are. Just because you're in a relationship, just because you just had a baby, doesn't mean that you are just a mom or a girlfriend. Just because you're just married doesn't mean you're just a wife. Hey, and you know what? I know girls or women that take on those roles and they're 100% it. That's what they do. I am a wife. That's how I identify. I am a mother. That's what I do. I get that. I mean, if that's where your comfort zone is, then by all means, be my guest, be my guest, be my guest, guest, guest. I don't, I don't know. From Beauty and the Beast. Anyways, um, if that's what you want to do, great. Fucking go for it. But if you are finding yourself depressed, down, lost, sad, um, you know, missing your friends, missing who you are, who the fuck you are, this is your reminder not to let those things identify you. Remember who you are. You are Tina. You are so-and-so. You're not just a mom. You're not just a girlfriend. It's okay to take a step back and take a fucking break and remember who you are. Remember those things that you enjoyed. What did you enjoy doing? Did you enjoy hiking without the fucking two-year-old on your back before you fucking had kids? Then get your ass out there, find a fucking babysitter, and get your ass on the fucking hill. What else did you like to do before you had kids or before you became a girlfriend? Did you like to go dancing with your girlfriends, um, you know, on weeknights and or weekend nights? Hopefully not weeknights. I'm too old for that. Um, and have girls' night then? you know what be like hey I'm having a girls night this is what I'm doing I will see you in the wee hours of the morning or if I miss you enough I will see you before then but I gotta get out there and I gotta shake my tail feather with my girlfriends I just want to laugh and have a drink on girls night um you know what did you do that you're missing out on take a step back look back at those pictures because I know we all take too many pictures um look and see what did you used to do who were you deep dive who were you? I'm not saying go out to the fucking club and snort fucking white girl all fucking weekend long. No, that's not what I'm fucking saying. I'm saying remember who the fuck you are. Even if that looks a little different now. Even if it's not going out for girls night. Maybe girls night is a little bit different now. Maybe it's not staying out until 3 o'clock in the morning. Maybe it's planning a dinner where you guys can go dress up super fucking nice, fancy with your heels and looking all beautiful with all that hairspray in your hair because, you know, the bigger the hair, the better. Um, and get a nice fucking dinner. Take yourself out for a fucking treat because you fucking deserve it, you know? Things might look a little different now, but just remember those little crotch goblins in the background screaming, Mommy, 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 every fucking five seconds. That's not your only identification, okay? Um, just remember who the fuck you are and feel your fucking soul. So, you guys, I want you to think about that this week. What are you doing that feeds your soul? What are you doing that fills 
your cup up. I'm going to think about this this week. What am I doing to fill my cup? Because I am so busy filling up everybody else's motherfucking cups that I have only a teeny tiny little drop left at the end of the night. And uh, yeah, we all need to take a fucking step back and be like, what the fuck am I doing for me? Who's filling my cup up? I need to fill my cup up. I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for my feelings. And what can I do to improve how I feel in this moment right now? That is your challenge for the week. Stay tuned for the surprise that we have coming to you. Um, I, this is going to be a good one, guys. You want to stick around. Hello, students, ladies, gents, boys, girls, whatever the fuck you want to identify as. Summer is over and that fuck boy you've been chasing or that fuck girl you've been chasing all summer is getting ready to choose his sweater weather girl. So welcome to your first lesson on how to trap a fuck Hoo-wee! What the fuck is up if you've made it this far and hopefully you didn't fucking fast forward to this part like an asshole and you were patient and listened to the whole beginning part. I would love to introduce my honey. I don't even know what to call you. Do you like being called honey? Because I feel like it's kind of weird calling you honey. Uh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you call me your old lady. Old lady. Old lady. That's like a context like my dad is my old man, so I don't don't really know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Perfect. Old lady, old man. I know I'm probably closer to your dad's age than I am you at this point. Only if you wanted to be. I don't know. I mean, I guess boyfriend works. Boyfriend is weird to me too, I think. Soon to be ex. Oh, is there something that I don't know here? (laughs) Not with the house that we just got approved for. Yeah, except there's no AC, so. I'll be living here all by myself. (laughs) Okay, so that is one big announcement that we have. Um, I know on the last podcast episode, I announced that. We kind of, like, got screwed out of having to fucking move at the last fucking minute as soon as we moved into... Sorry, there's an airplane flying over. As soon as we moved into the other house with Garrett, um, the landlord said that he was going to sell his house. Um, He gave us the option to stay and, you know, sell to somebody who had to carry out the lease, but... We were like, fuck that shit. If we can get the fuck out of here, let's get the fuck out of here. Also, who wants to live with landlords that are probably from California? Sorry if there's anybody listening to this that's from California. but um, And we don't know if they're going to be fucking assholes or not. So let's get the fuck out of here. So I guess you can say how you found the house. Oh, I just went on Zillow and... <clears throat> Within five minutes, it was like the second house I found in our neighborhood. And it was way overpriced, but I always have to look at pictures. I mean, I, I had to look at pictures, and then I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll call on it. I mean, usually houses like this don't last longer than five minutes. I didn't even look to see how long it was on Zillow for. So she said I could come view it by myself. It's a self-viewing one. And uh, I walked in, and the first thing I did was, because you were working, I called my mom. I made my mom come see it. Then I made you come see it the same day. And then you fell in love with it. 
but then shared all of your excitement with everybody but me. I did not <laughs> share all of my excitement with everyone but you. We that night then looked on Zillow and realized that it was on Zillow for 18 days. So then um, you wrote a very polite, nice letter to the owner, and I'm pretty sure that's why he approved us, not because we have good of anything else, but because you know how to work your words well. No, <laughs> I know how to talk. You can talk the talk, you can walk the walk. We also have a fucking champagne taste on a beer budget, so. Gosh darn it, your mom passed that down to you, didn't she? <laughs> I wouldn't know that. <laughs> I, grew, I grew up broke. She grew up happy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Says the boy that grew up in Incline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we can jump into, we're kind of winging it, guys. We got approved on this house and we were like, you know what? We manifested this shit. We fucking came and visited it fucking what four times before we even knew that we were approved on it some of us did no we equally visited <laughs> it four times you came here with your mom the first time and i came here with jody the last time yeah. <laughs> so uh, we brought the girls down, and they were super fucking stoked. I mean, this house is beautiful. I could literally see myself living in it for the rest of my life, but I guess we would have to install a AC system in the house if we're going to be here long. Otherwise, Garrett's going to end up sleeping in the bomb shelter. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. <laughs> we, we would maybe have to – so there's this hot tub that's in the ground in the living room. And right now it doesn't work, but if we were going to stay here for the rest of our lives, we'd have to figure out how to get that fixed. I know. Otherwise, we're turning it into a green room for all my plants. Dr. Green. (laughs) (laughs) But my mom had a good point today. She was like, a big house means you have lots of room for plants. And I was like, yeah, but I'll put all the tropical plants in the hot tub room. But I was like, oh, there's no fucking AC unit. It doesn't matter. They'll thrive wherever they are in this house. If my fucking mom told me that today, I would have told that bitch that's also a perfect time for her to come fucking clean the house, too. Why? Because this is a huge house to clean. Well, you're talking about plants. Yeah. No, I'd rather have somebody come clean the house than spend their and time on plants. Well, that's where we're different. Yep. I have kids <laughs> for that. <laughs> I, I believe 100% in child labor. So you handle the plants inside, I handle the plants outside. and Perfect. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's where we're at now. We are hanging out in this house. We get the keys tomorrow. I'm super fucking excited, but also super overwhelmed because... Garrett has to work 14-hour days, seven days a week. Of course, that starts this week, the week that we're fucking moving. Yeah. And I know. You keep fucking getting out of it, and I don't know how this keeps (laughs) happening because I'm about to pick up a few extra shifts at work and just say, let's leave it to all of our friends and family to move our (laughs) shit, and we're both at work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're going to hide... Uh, hide all of the things and make sure those are in boxes that are moved over before anybody else gets a hold of them. <laughs> Knowing our people, that doesn't mean we're not going through the boxes that are already here. Oh, God. We're our mattress. We have to move the mattress over first, too. 
<laughs> and a little ketchup pack. Oh God! <laughs> Not have to elaborate on that. We could have just left it right where it was and just left everybody guessing, but that's okay. But hey, you also if, already told everybody you had a UTI. Uh, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. Every girl fucking has blood stains on their mattress. So, sorry that that you know. Now we share a bed and. They share my bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's ours, remember? Every time I say it's yours, you say it's ours. <laughs> Okay, so we move in tomorrow, and we got to be out of our place by hopefully Sunday. I don't think it'll be too bad, but I think we need to do some furniture shopping because this house is too goddamn big. I don't have enough stuff to fill this house. But I did say that when I moved in from the townhouse to your house, and I was able to you fill your house. You 900 square feet to a house that was 2,200 square feet, and you somehow managed to fill every square inch. Including the garage and the shed outside. But then now maybe at 3,200 square feet, <laughs> we could maybe manage to not be so, uh, like, almost like hoarders. We are not even close to hoarders. What we are we hoarding? <laughs> what are we hoarding? What am I hoarding? Everything. No. Like what? Give me an example. Plants. <laughs> Plants is not hoarding. That filters the air. That's good for you. That's not hoarding. There's also air filters yeah, well, <laughs> plants do it naturally, and it's life in the house. What yeah, else do I have? Two kids aren't enough. <laughs> <laughs> they are more than fucking enough. Jesus Christ! All right. Well, I put up a post today to have some questions sent in. Should we jump into those questions? Yeah, let's see what they got. Oh, are you that curious? Uh, there's probably not that many questions. <laughs> you don't think so? There's a few. All right, I'm going to let you take this one away. How did we meet? Uh, I bothered the fuck out of you on social media, so I finally <laughs> got you on a date. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Bothered the fuck out of me on social media. Okay, the, this one's going to go out to all the guys that slide into the girls' DMs over and over and over and over again. Keep doing it, because eventually it fucking works out, uh, I guess. Not necessarily, because I came at you respectfully yes like send you dick pics and like oh my god you're so hot and this and that the other but like you would reply like i would like make conversations with your posts like i wouldn't just bug you hey hey hello hello hey hey Mm -hmm. but like we finally kind of kindled what was a match at the time Mm -hmm. um when you took yourself out on a solo date and I told you that you're basically a loser for being out by yourself. I was taking myself out on a date. He got me at the perfect time because drunk me cannot say no. And not drunk me. I have like slightly tipsy me. Slightly tipsy. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. To hear that you don't ever say no, but <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ. How long did you chase me for? Oh, a while. How long? I don't know exactly how long. I think it was like eight months. I know it was a year and a half ago that we finally hung out. I know. But then uh, you Irish goodbyed me after you had the idea to go to another bar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If anybody knows me, they know I'm the fucking queen of Irish goodbyes. I will fucking 
Irish goodbye every single time. But. It was also late. We closed down that bar. There was no reason that I needed to watch the sun come up. I'm not fucking 25. I was 24. I think you were 25. A year and a half. I don't know either. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Fuck. But for advice, you know, if you're trying to get somebody's attention, she didn't read me the question, so I don't know what it is. It says, how did you and Garrett meet? Oh, okay. So that is the question. But for advice for guys, like if you're trying to get a chick's attention that is like beautiful and has a lot going for her, like don't hit her with hey and hello. Did you just call me beautiful? Bother (laughs) Find something to get a reaction so relate to her post and relate to what she says and guys he's also an ex fuck boy so he's also giving you guys tips on how to slide in the girls dms that you want to get their attention i mean if you all want some help like that i guess pick up lines that puts girls on their asses whatever (laughs) okay yeah so we started hanging out a year and a half ago um, because I took myself out on a date after eight months of him, like, reli- not religiously. You weren't, like, overbearing. It wasn't, like... It was, like, every once in a while. You yeah. post a picture, like... Which is a total fuckboy move. Like, you guys, if you're trying to, like, out-fuckboy out fuck a fuckboy, or if you're trying to be a fuckboy... It's just the matter of fact. Everybody wants what they can't have. And so if somebody's like giving you constant attention, constant attention, you're like, oh my God, can you fucking go away? Like if you're sliding in the DMs, every fucking story post, it's too fucking much. You're doing too much. If you're like sliding in like, hey, I'm still here. Just letting you know. I also he- was working 21 days straight, 14 hours a day, and had seven days off. So I used to hit you on every seven I had. Because <laughs> I worked town, so. Yeah. So, but that's a tip, guys. Everybody, especially girls, want what they can't have. So don't be overbearing. Nobody fucking wants it. They're like, oh, my God, you're a fucking creeper. I've never fucking met you before. Why are you sliding in on my fucking DMs every post that I make? You're looking at all my fucking stories. You're liking my pictures from 258 weeks ago. Like, lay the fuck off. Like She's saying this from experience, apparently. Seriously. Absolutely. And don't hit chicks with, like, hey, let me take you to dinner. Like, that's cliche. Like, be like, yo, let me take you to breakfast and buy you some pancakes. Like, chicks, mimosas. Chicks like something different. I want mimosas. Well, she used to. Now she wants pancakes. I don't like pancakes. Waffles. Waffles, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like waffles. I don't like pancakes. But no, seriously, that's a great tip, too. It's like, uh, get me some fucking mimosas. Like, bottomless mimosas. You want to black out by 2 p.m. and end up fucking in each other's bed? Because I'm pretty sure that was, like, the first time we ended up hooking up was bottomless mimosa day when I went out with Jody and Gary (coughs) and Maddie. The next time I saw you after we hung out the first time, I actually picked you up drunk from the bar and dropped you off your house and didn't even kiss you. I very respectfully just did what you asked. Yep. And, uh... I'm just saying that um, this was a year and a half. No, okay, it was a year. It was one year. One year of, like, playing the fucking game, you guys, okay? So he's, like, slyly giving these tips as, like, 
be respectful, do all the nice things, but also I don't want to date you until a year later. No, I kept myself busy the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So don't let him fucking fool you into thinking, oh my God, why didn't you like make him your boyfriend a year ago? No, it was the, I'm too busy. I can't have a girlfriend. But I'll see you when I see ya. And this was like many weeks between the time that we would see each other. And then we had a couple weeks there where we would see each other like, I don't know, a couple nights in a row. Was there any a, a couple nights in a row actually? Yeah, there's a few. Um, when we went and did truck stuff at Danny's, I saw you like three days in a row. Yeah. And I think you got sick of me, so. No, and then we went to the rodeo. Yeah, I was working rodeo, and you met me down there, and then I'm pretty sure... And then I met you another night down there when I didn't have my kids. Yeah, and then the shot of moonshine, I think, is the last night I saw you for, like, a month. I think I Irish goodbyed you then, too. Uh-uh. I walked no. you back to your car underneath the bridge. Yeah, I remember that. But we weren't going anywhere to hang out. No, you were working fucking crazy work. hours. Okay, okay. So anyways, it's been a year and a half. We have been officially together. I guess we could tell that story a little bit. Officially together? Dive in. Yeah. In, what, the end of May? Like Memorial Weekend? <clears throat> well, that's like when we rekindled it. No, we rekindled it in like the beginning of May. Yeah, and then you did... blocked me again. And well, again, you're fast-forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about that Tinder post that I made, or Tinder, Twitter post that I made. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because I was, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> oh, here we go, guys. I got blocked on everything. This is my story. Her story is always different. <laughs> uh, I got blocked on everything because I didn't give her the attention I'm assuming she wanted. I'm an attention needed, whore if anybody knows me. Until you start dating her, then she doesn't want anything to do with you. Oh, oh, <laughs> is that how we really feel? Okay, okay. Um, and then <clears throat> randomly one day I scrolled through Twitter and I see that I was unblocked by her and her tweet said... I never blocked you on Twitter. <clears throat> how do you tell your ex fuck buddy that you miss his dick <laughs> okay first of all we had an agreement this was like from june to like fucking february i want to say yeah. no maybe even later than that maybe april june to april um we had been on a mutual agreement that we were strictly fuck buddies. Like, I mean, it was literally to the point, guys, where I could tell him anything and everything, and he could tell me anything and everything because we didn't give a fuck if we answered the phone the next day. Like, we literally were just there for one reason, until he started sending me songs, and I was like, uh-uh, stay in your lane. Stay in your fucking lane. Don't fucking send me songs. And then... Yeah, the bottom, the underlying part of that story... Is that she used to go listen to the songs with her friends and think about how cute I was. So <laughs> I stayed in my lane. Oh, she did not. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sending songs is not staying in your lane, okay? <laughs> it's not staying in your fucking lane. Anyways, um, no, I ended up getting feelings because that's how it fucking goes. You can't have a fuck buddy that you don't fucking end up having feelings for. It just doesn't fucking work, and I don't want... I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. 
Um, and so I got feelings and he was just like totally denied me. And I was like, nope, I'm not fucking playing this game. Block, fucking block you on Instagram, block your phone number, block you on Snapchat. But I did not block you on Twitter. So that's how you saw that message. And then three days later, the motherfucker responds to the fucking post. Not even like private DM message, fucking cocky ass. And he's like, he goes, uh, phone calls work best. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> like, you have got to be fucking kidding me right now. It was about me for weeks. Oh, months. I couldn't, you were, your head was already fucking way too big thinking the post was about you. One of them. Oh, one of No, so, of course, I unblocked his phone number, but who called who? I called you. Yeah, like a week later. Yeah, after once that. you didn't respond to my response, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I've hit a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like. Let's fucking see what's actually up. And I caught you at a perfect time because you weren't quite off work yet. Well, you weren't supposed to be off work yet, but you must not have been working because I called you at, like, noon. No, you called me when I was home. I remember being at home, walking out back, and I looked at my phone, and it said your name, and I was like, this motherfucker. And I was going to – it's funny because it was Friday, and I was like, if I don't hear from him all week, I'm going to call him Friday night because Lord knows my ass is fucking going out drinking, and I'll hit him up at, like, 9 p.m. and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he called me at like 4 p.m. <laughs> no, but then when we like started talking again, I pretty much laid it out that the past year of my life prior to that, that I was working on myself and I was not ready for a relationship at that time because I had a lot of things that I needed to figure out. But now in my position, I didn't want to play any more games. I didn't want to do the fuckboy shit back and forth because we did fuckboy each other around for a fucking year. I mean, we both did it to each other. Wasn't just one-sided. And um, he was like, "Uh, I don't know about that. And then it was like a Friday night. I called you at like 10 p.m. Didn't hear from you for most of the day. And then didn't hear from you all weekend and Monday morning blocked you on fucking everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, because I just remember that you were talking about how all of us were supposed to go camping for Memorial Day. So then I had to download some stupid app and pay however much money to call (laughs) you. And I tried earlier in the morning, but I think it was too early or you were camping or something already. On the Friday of Memorial. Mm-hmm. And then I called you again because you must have come into town to go to work and then you must have been on your way back out. Yep. And you answered and I told you it was me and I really... No, you texted me. Oh, I did text you. Yeah. I texted you to call me and then you called me and then I met you out there and <clears throat> then told me the day after Memorial Day weekend, after we spent the whole weekend together, that it was between me and someone else. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't at that point, okay? I did not respond to any messages after you came and met up with me. Like, literally Friday night you came out. We spent the entire weekend together, and there was no messages. But prior to Friday, there was messages. But I hadn't heard from you for a couple weeks at that point. A couple days at that point. No, maybe. 
Anyways, there was other prospects. I mean, I was fucking single. I'm allowed to, like, I was not committed to fucking anybody. I wasn't doing anything wrong. You and I weren't talking. And I was chit-chatting with somebody else. And then as soon as you got there Friday, I was even talking shit to you. And I didn't think it was going anywhere. And I still did not answer anybody on my phone while I was out camping that weekend. But I knew by... We came home Sunday. By Sunday when we came home, driving back into town, I was like, I don't want anything else to do with, or or anything to do with anybody else. And hopefully the feeling is mutual. And then it was. And I guess the rest is history. When did you two know you loved each other? You go first. Um, the first moment that I knew I loved Christina. Don't call me that. Uh, was, <clears throat> I'd say probably about a year ago, we were sitting in her hot tub talking, and I knew this to be true because we were sitting in her hot tub and she was telling me about some guy she was talking to. Guys, we were just fuck buddies. We shared yeah, everything. We were fucking around, and she was talking to me about this guy that she was talking to, and how she wasn't sure of it. I knew the moment that I got jealous that I was in love with her. I was so <laughs> bent and butt hurt, and there was nothing I could do because I was still trying to get it in that night. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some things really were better left unsaid. Well, yeah, I mean, we weren't in that position, but that's that's funny. You got a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was super fucking jealous. <laughs> but we, I mean, we both talked about girls and guys that we were hooking up with. That doesn't mean my jealousy wasn't still there. And I think the first time she knew I was jealous about anything is when I was working in South Lake. And she told me she was coming through South Lake and she'd bring me lunch. And I basically watched her drive by and then I didn't hear from her for the rest of the day. And I let her have it the next day about how she ignored me and all this stuff. Guys, thinking, are you taking note? One on, 101 on how to tra- trap a fuckboy, okay? <clears throat> I think that was the first time she ever realized that I was really jealous. Because I heard the next conversation we had through text the same day was about how I can't send her any more songs. no this is like for real i think it happened where it was like we both probably could have been in a relationship um when we very first hung out but neither one of us were prepared for a relationship we really needed that year to go through but then like he got feelings for me before i got feelings for him and then once I told him to get back in his lane, he got back in his lane, and then I got feelings for him, and he was like, bitch, no, get back in your lane. <laughs> but yours never went away, where, like, I had to mask mine and just accept that it wasn't ever going to happen. Yeah, well. But here we are. Here we are. Um, okay, so when did I know that I loved you? Um... Uh, I think it was actually before I even realized it, actually. I think it was... When you told, when I blocked you the first time, I think that when you told me that you were not ready to be in a relationship and that we just weren't at that point, that's the reason why I blocked you at the beginning. I was just like, my whole like 
what I thought was going to turn out was like, nope. Guys, one of my favorite movies is Friends with Benefits with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. And I've like literally manifested that shit my entire fucking life. And I was like, oh my God, I got my friends with benefits. I got my like best friend that I can fucking tell everything to. And he doesn't get his feelings hurt and he doesn't get jealous. And we're going to end up falling in love. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to fall in love with you. Why aren't you falling in love with me? <laughs> and, then, and then he didn't. And then I was like, uh, fuck I can't do this anymore I knew I had to block you because I was like I can't handle it I can't handle hanging out with you talking to you fucking you like any of it if I'm not gonna be like the only person that that's happening with so I guess it was before I even realized that it was okay next one um oh who do you think out fuck boyd who No <laughs> fucking way. You think you outfuckboyed me. <clears throat> yeah. You caught feelings way before I caught feelings. Yeah, but that little light switch in my brain flipped off, and yours never did. <laughs> well, I'm a girl, okay? But I still was able to fuckboy you. That's the reason why I blocked you the second time around, and you came fucking... You literally had to pay for an app to call me because I had you blocked on everything. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I don't do bullshit, just like you said the first time, but then you unblocked me. Yeah, well, and then how much shit did I talk to you all weekend? But I think I outfuckboyed you by making you think about how much it bothered you every time I didn't text you back. Because when you didn't text me back, I was like, I actually really didn't care. I had the fuckboy game down to, like, a fucking art. Like, I know you did, too. We both did. But, I mean, I was unavailable. You were unavailable. We, like, really did it to each other. Because it was like, mm, nope, I can't meet up. Sorry. Yeah, I guess realistically thinking, like, we could probably call it pretty even. Yeah. Because we played the fucking game on both fucking ends. <laughs> Except one of us was actually fuckboying. And the other one of us, me, was, like, just busy, you know, with my friends drinking. I was, too. Like, mm. Busy with everything else I was doing. Everyone else you no! were doing? No! <laughs> you want to say that, but that is not true. All right, next fucking question. If you could give any tips to anyone about how to lock down a fuckboy, what would you say? Uh, we already answered that question, kind of, but... Um, be unavailable. No, don't be unavailable. Be yourself and be realistic with your expectations of who you're talking to and what you want from them because I think at the end of the day like reality will set in when you really think about it um the fuck boy you're trying to lock down might not be who you truly want well yeah I think that's another thing too is like I was gonna title this podcast like how to lock down the fuck boy but I have to really be honest like I've been the fuck boy and I've like dealt with guys that have tried to fuck boy me around and it's like why do you want to lock down a fuck boy and I tease and joke but at the end of the day like you've always been so fucking sweet to me and so caring and whether that was part of the game that you had or not most of the fuck okay a hundred percent of the other fuck boys that tried to fuck boy me around 
would not have ever like picked me up from the bar and dropped me off at the house without expecting anything. They wouldn't have like been patient and heard from me like once a month and was still there to hang out with me when I was ready to hang out or like, you know, taking me home when I was fucking drunk or whatever. Like, I think that you, like, I mean, I think I maybe played it to be a fuck boy, but I was always tried to do my best to be genuine to you where like, there is people that I have fuckboyed, and those were not people that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, by all <laughs> means. And I think you tried to fuckboy me, but at the end of the day, like, you think back on it, like, were yeah. you really fuckboying me? Oh, yeah. I think, I, I just, I don't know if it was fuckboying you, or if it was, like, pushing you away, like, self-sabotage. Maybe if it, maybe it was more of, like, a self-sabotage thing, where I was just like, nope, you're getting too close. I gotta push you away. I yeah. gotta put a little bit of distance between us. Anybody who's a fuckboy is not anybody you want to lock down because they're not ready to be locked down yet. Yeah, yeah, People I agree. But I for sure when they want to be locked down. I agree with that. I hundred percent agree with that, and I think that is like a topic that I kind of touched on previously. That's like if you are split from a guy and they're like, I'm not ready for a relationship. Um, and then a week later they end up being in a relationship and you're like, what the fuck? You told me that you weren't ready to be in a relationship. It really is one of those things. that's like, well, you're not the one. Cause mm-hmm. if you were the one, then they would bend with you and it sucks. It's a shitty ass feeling. I've totally fucking been there before, but like, there's something better for you. Like, you know, there is that person that will do everything to change their bad habits or their whatever cycle they're in in their life to make sure that they don't fucking lose you. They will pay for a telephone app to text you off of so you unblock them. (laughs) Or maybe it was just my pussy that was that good. I mean, that wasn't totally a big part of it. I don't know. I'd say the honest answer to that question, just really think about, like, if that person's truly a fuckboy, because if they're truly a fuckboy, maybe don't waste your own time because you'll always end up hurt or annoyed or pissed off, and then it doesn't work. Yeah. But if they're not truly a fuckboy in your eyes and you want to actually lock them down, just be genuine, be yourself. Yeah, oh, all, and always be yourself. I think that's a huge thing is, like, you can only pretend to be somebody else for so long before it's finally, like, it's going to come out, like, your true colors will always show. All right, last question. What is your best relationship advice? You go first. I don't, you know, my best relationship advice, I think, has got to be, like, take care of each other as, like, friends first. Like, remember the communication that you guys have and always keep that door open for communication. And remember, like, when I say friends, because you're not going to, like, yell at your friends the same way that I think you do, like, when you're in an argument. Like, sometimes when you get into an argument with your spouse, you're, like, go out and slam the door and, you know, whatever, drive off. But you would never do that to your friends. Like, I would never do that to my best friends. So I always try to remember, like, I consider you one of my best friends. So I don't want to, like, storm off or, you know, say derogatory terms that I can't take back. Because um, words, you know, last forever. Like, just take a step back and think about what you want to say. But I think communication and remembering, like, who you're talking to. Always, like, there's always going to be arguments. But just remembering, like 
at the end of the day, this is the person that you want to lay down next to, you want to fall asleep next to, you want to fuck for the rest of your life. So, like, you know, don't be an asshole. I agree with that. I mean, I feel, you know, if you're looking for relationship advice, just to sit back and remember, like, why did you start it? Did you start it because you guys were best friends? Did you guys start it because you guys worked so well together? And just always kind of think back and remember, like, okay, this is why we started that, this relationship, and we need to get back to that. And always do the right thing. You know, whether you feel it's right or wrong, do the right thing for your relationship. Not necessarily for just yourself, because when you're in a relationship, it's you and your partner. It's not just you anymore. Or you, your partner, and your partner's kids, or there's um, so many situations, but just try to do the best you can for your relationship. Um, And always, you know, make sure you remind each other you love each other, whether that be, like, through physical touch, or through gifts, or whatever it may be, like, try to do genuine like acts of kindness towards each other at least once a day if not many times a day mm-hmm. but at the bare minimum at least once a day yeah you totally know, always remind your partner you appreciate them for who they are and what they are and what they do for you because even if you don't realize it when they wake up with you in the morning just to walk you out to your car to go to work like that's them doing something for you mm-hmm. not for themselves yeah absolutely no I totally agree and I think also like the love languages is a huge part of like realizing where you stand how you receive love and how you give love and Garrett and I have talked about there are love languages a million times but I think it's super important for all relationships to have that conversation because not everybody receives the same receives love the same way and not everybody gives love the same way so learning that about your spouse or your kids or your friends like is super super important too and don't be afraid you know even if your relationship's not bad or even if you're looking for just good relationship advice to better your relationship that's already good don't be afraid to like go sit down and with a life coach or a counselor or somebody and just, you know, get different opinions because yeah. different opinions from professionals do help. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I have a great relationship and we talk about it all the time, how we need to go sit down with a life coach or a couples counselor or something just to maintain where we are rather than waiting till we're bad. Because once you're already bad, it's so hard to recover. And I think we've all kind of gone through that type of relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing too is like we got that app, that paired app. I really, I really, really do (laughs) enjoy it actually. You know what? I prefer answering questions that are like the quiz questions than the type out questions because sometimes I don't have enough time to like sit there and type something out. There's one sitting there waiting for you right now that's like two days old. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's called what? Sex toys. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't think we need any advice on that one, baby. Do you think we need advice on that it's one? Advice, it just asks you your, your preferences. Oh. It's kind of fun. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, it is a game, too. It's a question. Uh-oh. Okay, we'll do this later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to rapid fire off some questions to you that were just, like, my questions. Go ahead. Um, so you got to just be quick. Um, what is the most annoying thing about me? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an ass. 
fuck off. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably just your habit of being on your phone sometimes. Yeah. I was going to say the fact that I don't eat anything all day and then I get hangry when you get home and you're no, like, what can, the fuck is wrong with you? I can deal with that. What I can't deal with is when you're just on your phone and not responding to me when I'm speaking to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Uh, what do you do daily that feeds your soul? Uh, lately, nothing because all I do is work and hang out. I know. Um, you used to be going to the gym. Uh, what life lessons did you learn the hard way? Um, probably the biggest one is that life doesn't evolve around me. Oh, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) When did you find that out? This is a, this is a youngest child issue, by the way. (laughs) More recently than anything. And, uh, I think it was when I needed all my family's help to, you know, kind of recover from a situation and get moved out of a house. And they all basically told me to kick rocks because they were busy. So I moved and handled an entire 3,000 square foot house by myself in two days. Mm Mm-hmm. Heard that. I've been there and done that. Um, Okay. When you're 80 years old, what will matter to you the most? You and the girls. Me and the girls when you're 80? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll probably be long gone by then. <laughs> all right, babe. Well, thank you for coming on with me. Wait. And Oh, what? You got to answer all those same questions. I'm not me. answering my rapid fire oh. questions. Oh. Get out of here. <laughs> you got some rapid fire questions for me? You didn't take any notes today? Uh, some of us work 14 hours a day. <laughs> some of us don't have that some much free time. Some of us have a job for six hours that's only two minutes away from the house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I went to school for this. <laughs> 13 years ago. <laughs> Do you have any questions you want to ask? Uh, what's your favorite thing about me? Oh, my favorite thing. Your heart. Like, even if you're angry, I'm just like, I know that in your heart, is so pure and so kind that I can just like look in your eyes and I'm like I know that you have no ill intent or ill will towards me and I know that at the end of the day that one thing that I've always said about you and I facing the problem together instead of the uh, instead of us you know fighting each other on the problem like I know that you and I can make it through anything because I just know that your heart is so kind. Um, what is your... And your penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's be the next question. <laughs> uh, what is your most favorite physical attribute of mine? Well, I already said it. Well, we you know that. You answered too quickly. Okay, okay, okay. Your, <clears throat> my most favorite, I think it's your eyes. And your penis. But, I mean, non-sexually, it's your eyes. I love your eyes. tattoos. I love your... I mean, I love everything about you. No beard. I think that you're always (laughs) fucking sexy. You always look good. You always take care of yourself. Like, I don't have any complaints. Um, What is one thing you could say I could work on? 
Uh, independence. I think that uh, at the end of the day, like just working on being a little bit more independent and having things that like you enjoy doing, I think is really important to do like things where we both enjoy doing separately, but then coming together and enjoy doing together. But I know it's really hard right now because like you're working so many hours. So it's really like, uh, no, I just worked 14 fucking hours. I don't want to go like hang out with my friends on my own. Like, well, yeah. And if I have one day off, like lately we've been golfing. Yeah, totally. And I enjoy doing that with you totally. But I think just the independence part, because the past five years, I've just learned so much independence. And I think that there's a little bit more codependency from you on me. And I'm like, just not used to that. But I also think back to when I was, I'm going to age myself, but when I was 26 and you're far more mature and in a stable position than I was when I was 26, when I was 26, I was not prepared to even take on what you've taken on with me and the girls. And even at 32, I wasn't prepared to take that on. I knew that I would tell the universe and everything every single night that don't give me a man with kids because I do not want to be a fucking step parent. This is the hardest job in the fucking world. I couldn't even imagine doing it. So I think that you're a lot more mature than I was when I was 26, but I also remember where I was, where I was like super insecure or code or codependent at 26. And it just took me some time to get there. But I think that like, you'll get there. You just don't have a lot of free time right now. And I understand that mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's hard for me to understand. Cause I'm like, I do have a lot more free time. I do work only six hours a day. So utilizing my time from like getting off of work to the time that you get home or Saturdays when you're at work, utilizing that free time instead of utilizing the free time that you and I have together, which is only a short amount of time to go do my own thing. It's like, no, don't, don't go do your own thing on the short amount of time that we have together. Utilize your free time that you have when I'm at work. So I'm still learning that. And last question. For everybody that was listening to about the house, what is your favorite part about this house? One thing, quickly. One thing, quickly? One thing. Fuck. That uh, there's no AC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't know, babe. I love so much about this house. I know I kind of tricked you when I wasn't saying anything, but you kind of got in my head a little bit and scrambled it when you were like, if we move into this house, you're never going to want to leave this town. And we were already on our way out of this town. And now I'm like, nope, I don't fucking want to leave. I want, I could see myself living in this house okay. forever. We need one thing. Oh, room, I don't know. Amenity, one thing. One thing that I love about this house uh, it has to be the downstairs because I can see so it's five rooms. Nope. <laughs> Just the downstairs all in general, the living room, the kitchen, the bar game room, because I can see like all of our family and friends just like hanging out and laughing. And I can't wait until there's like music playing and everybody's dancing and just having a good fucking time and eating good food. And I hope that this year we get to do like Thanksgiving dinner and, you know, maybe Christmas dinner. If that comes yeah, around, everybody, we're going to have to put all the tables in most of this, <laughs> this bar room is a thousand square feet. It is huge. It's so big. So we're going to put all the dinner tables and everything in there and then like buffet the motherfucker. That's okay. And then like cater it from like... No! You know, we, you, there's, there's me, so, your sister, 
your mom, all of our my families? sister. That's a lot of people. Well, that's family dinners. We have enough room. Now. I mean, <laughs> that's we what actually, I'm saying. We have the biggest house out of anybody in our family. Um, I disagree. I think I have a couple aunts and uncles that have bigger they houses. Don't fucking count. But as like kids, yes, absolutely. And it's funny because my dad, I think, was going to do Thanksgiving at his house this year. But now I'm going to be like, Dad, sorry, we got Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dude, if he wants to do Thanksgiving, I'd rather do Christmas because we have the tall vaulted ceilings. Oh, with a big old Christmas tree. Yeah, that you're going to climb and top. No, <laughs> I don't climb. That'll be my sister's job. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. Thanks for hanging out. If you made it this fucking long, holy shit, this is a fucking long episode. I should either do a lot of editing or you all should be fucking patient <laughs> and just listen to it. Um, we are fucking way past our bedtime. We have got to get the fuck out of here. Garrett has to be up early for fucking work tomorrow. And we are going to peace the fuck out. Thanks, babe, for joining me on this little adventure. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> that I had to drag you on by I'm your little hairs. Yeah. <laughs> Bowen told me. All right, motherfuckers, we are out.